So open with me in the book of Luke chapter 10. And we're going to start from 19. And don't forget we, we had a backdrop from the book of Mark chapter 16 and Matthew chapter 28 last week. We're talking about how all authority has been given to Jesus Christ. And he told us that because of this, then you therefore go, right? We're to go into the nations and then we make disciples. Are we together here? And he also told us in Mark that these signs shall begin to follow them that believe. Amen. Uh, I was speaking to the disciples. He says, after you have preached the gospel, some people will believe. And those who have believed, some signs shall follow them. Are we together here? Uh, so after you have preached the gospel, can you, t- can you backtrack this verse? And he said unto them, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Then the next verse now talks about those who believe. Am I correct here? That is to say, when you go to the nations and you preach, some people will believe. And then those who have now believed, what will happen? The signs shall now begin to follow them, that in my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues. So, the signs are not just for the apostles. The signs are for the believers. Are we together with me? Whom the apostles are going to preach to. Are we here, friends? So there is something wrong if we are not coming back with testimonies of these signs. Are we here, friends? That we, have, we haven't structured it right enough. And that's one of the reasons why we are going the direction we're going to as a church to now begin to set up home cells. Amen. And the home cells are local assemblies in the local communities. Are we together with me? It's, it's, it's people having the experience that you have here. If, what, if, if whatever we share here is genuine, it should be able to be replicated in our homes. If, it's cannot, if it can't be rep, replicated in our homes, then what we share here is, is drama. Are we together here? It must mean that the service was powerful because there's a keyboard. It must mean that it's powerful because a musician can hit some notes. It must mean that it's powerful because the preacher can sound a certain way. Now, if it's not that, then it should be powerful everywhere and every time. It it has to be powerful without a keyboard. It has to be powerful without a preacher wearing a suit, right? It has to be powerful without all the paraphernalia of corporate gathering. Are my people here? And so that's why we then have to set up the home cells. Now, in the home cells, more of what is happening in church will happen at home. Are we together here? If our joy is real when we are 300, 400, 500, our joy should be, this, should be more real when we are 5, when we are 10, when we are 15. Are we together here? Are we together, friends? And so we have to do this. Um, not everybody will be able to come to this corporate gathering. We should be able to get them. Are we together here? There must be revival on every street. I said there must be revival on every street. Let everybody that refuses Jesus, let it be because they refused him. Not because they didn't see him. And they, and, and they didn't see representatives of our Lord Jesus Christ. Am I preaching here? Praise God. So this science will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. What else would they do? They will take up serpents. And if they drink deadly, anything deadly, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So in the home cells, people will get saved. People will get filled with other tongues. People will get healed. Are you together with me? Immediately we started home cells. Every weekend, we would have testimonies to share. Amen. And we said the church in the house of so, so, so person, 
five people got filled with the Holy Spirit. The church in the house of this person drove out cancer. The church in the house of this person, deliverance happened. That is exactly what will happen in the days to come. Do you believe this? Uh, It's just true. Whether it's just true, because that's what is in the scripture. Are we together here? And don't forget, we're not just getting people say we're making disciples. We're teaching people how to do life. We're teaching people how to do life. And so we had those kind of conversations. Rather, that's the breadth of the conversation that, that we've been having. Now today, we'll look at it from another purview, another perspective. Are you together with me, friends? Just speaking English, I don't know whether that's correct or not. You <laughs> shall get what I'm talking about. All right, open your Bibles to Luke chapter 10. Now, this was after Jesus Christ sent them in twos. Are we here, friends? Behold, I give you Oh, I'm correct. I went to check it in dictionary. Uh, you got it, guy. You are doing a good job. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now, this was Jesus' response when they gave him feedback. Amen. After he sent them two by two. Are we together here? Can you give me that? Can you give me that so that we can just have that, that perspective laid also? Praise God. And these things the Lord, after these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them two by two. Praise God. Sent them two by two uh, before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. Then he said to them, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord to send out laborers, where? Into the harvest. Have you seen this now? So we see that we step into harvest. Am I correct? We step, how do we go into, how do we engage harvest? We step into it. So we don't wait for harvest to come to us. We have to step into it. We have to step into harvest. We don't wait for the harvest to come. And that is the protocol of the harvest. Now, uh, verse 3. Quickly. Now, go your way. Behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves. Carry neither money, bag, knapsack, nor sandals, and greet no one along the road. Now, why, why is he saying this? He's saying that when the commission for harvest, when God puts that commission on you, you, have, you are above disadvantage. So the point here is that there will be no excuse. Are you together with me? He's saying that without all of these you can still get the job done. Are we here? Because if Jesus had shared money before sending them out, he would have passed a statement that anybody who wants to go out must have. Are we together here? This way he's letting you know that the commission is enough. Are we together, friends? The The commission is enough. The commission will provide for itself. It has the power to provide for yourself if you have faith in it. Amen. So it says, don't take anything and don't greet anybody, meaning that you don't have to uh, 
to play some kind of tricks to get somebody to like you or whatever. Just do what I ask you to do. You don't have to be liked. Are we together here? You don't have to be liked. Saviors are saviors. They are not people who are liked. They are not influencers. I hate to get, you don't have to like them. They, they are there to save. Are we together here? Now, if I'm sent to you, I don't need you to like me. Are you together with me? If you don't receive what I have been sent to give to you, the problem will not be my problem. It will be your problem. So I don't have to behave. You know, sometimes preachers are very strange. They act as if they are the ones who need the people. And, and begin to behave so that the people can like them. No, I wonder why a preacher tries not to be offensive. That's, 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 that's not necessary. Just be who God has made you to be because you are the gift. Are you together with me now? You are the gift. The Bible says he gave gifts to men. So the, 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 the preacher is the gift. The apostle is the gift. The prophet is the gift. You know, one of my leaders called me and said, a particular man of God needed something. And I'm the one who could you know, help, help out with it. And he said, when the pastor, so the pastor called him because, so that he can speak to me. He doesn't want to call me directly. And these are senior men. And um, the other pastor said, okay, I don't think it'll be a problem, but let me talk to him. But I think it won't be a problem. And so they called me and said, this man needs this and you can help him get this. What do you say? I said, what do, what do I say as him? <laughs> what do I say as pa? This is the man God has chosen to change the world. God is favoring him. God has anointed him. And he now needs something that I can provide. <laughs> I thank God that God is counting me worthy. <laughs> he says, so I'll tell him to call you. I said, oh, why will he call me? Who am I to be called for what? I said, let him not call me. And I'm not even going to call him because my call can be disturbance. So I'm going to send a text. And the text went that, sir, I heard this, this, this. No, this I heard. Sir, I want you to know that this, this, this will be provided for you. At the right, tell us the best way to do it in a way where you will not know any kind of stress. Because we are willing to make sure that it's completely eat free. I want to thank you for the privilege of being the one to be able to provide this. Yeah. It's like that. Why? Because he's the gift. He's the gift. Anyone God has put his oil on, <laughs> if God can count his, them deserving of his oil, what did God see in them? They put oil on them. There must be something about them. But there's nothing about them. It's God that made them something. All right. Now that God has made them something, <laughs> I want to be part of it. I want to be part of it. And I called another of my friend. I said, testimony time. I, I called my wife. I told my wife. I said, my wife. I said, babe, this is a huge privilege. I said, I want you to know that I am taking this as a huge privilege so that we can take this as a family as a huge privilege. It's a knowledge. It's a knowing. We need to know. We need to, we need to receive it like that. Because you have to be intentional when you're operating the things of God. You need to tell God, I know what you are doing and I'm part of it. Pass me not to gentle savior. It's not a song. It's an alignment. It's a demeanor. That's a way you will be. He will pass you, O gentle savior. That's why you will know it's not gentle. It's an alignment. It's a character. It's a manner. It's a way of talking. It's a way of behaving. Are we together here? I have another testimony like this the same week. I just remembered, but I won't say the second one. Are we together, friends? So, it says, carry nothing. Now, I respect people who can do great things without carrying anything. They are not normal people. It's, it's what the anointing does. The anointing makes you do everything without carrying anything. So, fear, fear. When you see somebody who God has put something on, and you are that somebody. Are you together with me? It's not just the apostle. You are also that somebody. Immediately you say, God, here I am, send me then you are, big, you are above disadvantage. Yes. Am I preaching here? Yes, sir. Am I preaching good? Yes, so this is the backdrop. Then when they, when they got back, the first question Jesus asked them, lucky anything? He asked them, lucky anything? 
That was an important thing he needed to find out. Say, lucky anything. No, we did not lack anything. He's not expecting you to lack. Are you together with me? Are we friends here? He says, lucky anything. He says, we did not lack anything. Now, give me the next verse before you show lucky anything. Quickly. And whatsoever house. You see, the anointing, descending, the lacking nothing, what's the next protocol? House. So the plan is that the revival will be domiciled in houses. It's houses. Houses are powerful. And that's why in the New Testament, a lot of the a lot of the letters you will see them addressing churches in houses. In the New Testament, they met as a congregation like these, but they also met in houses. If it is God, it has to work in ordinary setting. <laughs> if it is, if it can only work with stage lights, then it's not the Lord. If you need stage lights, it's not the Lord. Ordinary is powerful. I said what? Ordinary is what is powerful. The calling is on ordinary people. Ordinary is what is powerful. Ordinary is very powerful. Now, go quickly to back to 19. If you haven't found lucky anything, just go to 19 and let's just move. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by enemies hurt you. So when they got back and they began to give reports, this was when he said this. Then the next verse. Nevertheless, do not rejoice this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Praise God. Your names are written in heaven. All right. In that, the, in that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the spirit. Praise God. Jesus what? Rejoiced in the spirit. In the frick, if I really love Jesus, I need to find out what Jesus rejoiced about. Wow. And when I find out what Jesus rejoiced about, I should be willing to repeat it. Yes, sir. So that I can get him rejoicing. Yes, sir. Is that not good? Yes, sir. So I'm about to tell you what Jesus rejoiced about so that we can find it out. When we find it out, then we just repeat it. And let's see him rejoice again. Is it not good for you to be the reason why he rejoices again? It's good. it's good. So I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have eaten these things from the wise and prudent. And revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, even, even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. So Jesus rejoiced. He rejoiced in the spirit. He looked at the old scenario and he rejoiced. Excited about what, what had happened. And when he began to put context to his excitement, the context of his excitement was that, Father, I thank you because you have hid these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them to babes. Now, let me use another scripture to explain this. Are you here, friends? Why, what verse now? Now, give me 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26. Quickly, please. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise, according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things that are what? Mighty. Alright, next verse. One, two, three, go. Can you read it? 
Yeah. 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 All right, 29. That no flesh should glory in his presence. Now look at me, friends. So God intentionally made sure that the things of the spirit, the things of the spirit, it took it from the bourgeoisie class. It took it from the intellectual class and put it in the class where, listen to me, now, he did not throw away the bourgeoisie or the wealthy or the intelligent. He just said that would not be the route. Because if that was the route, then the glory would not be of God, one. And two, some people would not be able to access it. Are you together with me? So God made it too cheap. So that the intelligent, the wise, and the brilliant would despise it. So you actually need to come down to get it. You need to come down to get it. So listen. So there is, there is, there is, everybody's qualified because it was made completely cheap. The reason why God did that is that it can have everybody in. Now, the, the, the intellectual can have it, but he's not going to get it through his intellect. That's what God did. And God is excited about that. Meaning that there is nobody, the, the pepper seller, can have access to revelation. The meat seller, the carpenter, can have a breakthrough in revelation. God, God did not put that thing in, in, in brain work. So the professor is not, advant- is not advantaged. Now, you know how the world is set up. That if God puts some, some expense on this thing, that... The people of the world will hide this thing and confiscate it. Are we together with me here? But God made it very cheap. Oh my goodness. So, revelation doesn't come through the exercising of your intelligence. It comes through the humility of your heart. So, God took it from brain realm, took it to the heart. It took this whole thing from the brain to the heart. So, you access it not because you are smart, but because you are humble. It took it from the brain to where? To the heart. So it's not because you can, you can, you can think deep. No, 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 no. It's that you're humble. We get it by not being, by, it's not by being smart. It's by saying, Lord, show me. Now, you know everybody can say, Lord, show me. But not everybody is very intelligent. Someone like me now, if this thing was... It will be hidden from me. I don't understand some of these things. And that's why ordinary fishermen, that was why he was thanking God. That if God did not do this, Peter, you won't get this thing. He looked at Peter, ordinary fisherman, and Peter was breaking into realms. <laughs> Peter was breaking into realms of, of divine possibilities. And Jesus was so excited. I said, Father, I thank you because... I don't have to go and meet Socrates people and, and, and Plato people and all those people before I can get disciples. I can randomly pick and it will be okay. I can randomly pick. Now, see, see the way the, the church in Africa is, is, is dominating when we talk about Christianity in the world. Uh, we are dominating. We are harassing them and bullying them. Africa is the poorest country, chorus one of the poorest continents in the over where it wouldn't matter. The, the wealth of the faith is here. The wealth of the faith is in Africa. It's not in America. It's in Africa. When our, you see, people we don't respect it. You know this God is very proud. We have too many great men of God. Ah. Hmm. Few years ago, I saw TDJC National Camp. Opening prayer, 15 minutes. I was there. Another day, I saw John Egi. Ten minutes, opening prayer, quickly. <laughs> we have weight here. You know, it's because you have it, you just take it for granted. You have weight here. When I mean weight, every weight, mend them. 
No, it's because you have it. You take it for granted. You take it for granted. You know, in Nigeria, you have people are packing thousands and it's not a big deal. It's like in Nigeria, it's not a big deal. If Pastor Kojo Ebadi, for example, was not in this country, he's a great man of God. Why not? In Nigeria, they can make him youth leader of PFN Southwest Wing. <laughs> Wait here. Why? Because we're foolish. We have a foolish base in the house from the village. Yeah. And God saw the foolish and said, This is what I want to use. Is it not, is it not so ironical that the poorest, one of the poorest continents, is leading on the gospel? Now, see brilliant people who have become more foolish. They say, see, the churches are big and the nation is poor. Should I not make you bow to God? And say, how are they doing it? Yeah. Say, all these pastors are big. How are they doing it? How do you become big in a poor nation? Yeah. It's God. I said, it's God. It's God. <coughs> And that's why, if there's anybody here, you came from a poor family, disadvantaged family, you have no reason to be bothered about that. It's completely inconsequential. Nobody has an advantage over you. Nobody has an advantage over you. Are we here, friends? So it says, he, the old gospel, he hid it from the wise. He hid it, took it away from the brain and and said, okay, with hearts, you can access it. Now, the rich and the poor, they all have hearts. You can access it. You see, but the wise always want everything to go through their brain. Don't lose me. What's wrong? And now it says, don't lose this scripture, please. I need this scripture, please. Hallelujah. Amen. For you see your calling, brethren, how not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things that are mighty. The best things of the world and things which are despised as God's chosen, yea, and things which are not to bring to naught things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. That, that according as is written, he that glorify, let him, let him glory in the Lord. Are you with me? So God has made Jesus wisdom. So God says, okay, all what you will call wisdom, I count it null and void. Jesus is now wisdom. Jesus is righteousness. Jesus is sanctification. So if you want to be wise, you know Jesus. So you don't have to be, so don't say I didn't go to school. It doesn't matter now. Jesus is your new school. Are you with me? Jesus is now your school. I don't know anything. I don't know about etiquette and all that. Jesus will teach you all of that. Yeah. And it's going to teach you on another level, another frequency. Yeah. Are we together here? Yes, Are we friends here? Yes, sir. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, United Nations have been trying to get peace on the earth. They have written a lot of books about peace. Friends, there's no peace yet. Are we here, friends? There's no peace. They won't get the peace. Then Jesus appeared and said, I'm the prince of peace. Now, you have studied peace at conflict resolution. How many, have they, how many, how many conflicts have you, have you resoluted? It's not working, right? Because the problem of men is not academic. It's spiritual. The problem of man is not academic. It's spiritual. Are my friends here? Yes, sir. I said, are my friends here? Yes, sir. We have wisdom. Yes, That's why Paul says, listen, if you get this thing right, it will be an abnormality for you to take yourselves to court. Yes, 
that there is wisdom in the local assembly that should be able to fix grievances. Am I preaching here? Praise God. United Nations have solved nothing, but Jesus Christ says, I'm the peace of peace. Now, if you don't know anything about peace and common resolution, you can know it from Christ now. Christ cannot tell you what peace is. You know, when the Ukraine and the Russian war started, CNN was pushing them. America was pushing them. Nobody will give you a weapon, all of that. <laughs> Said, don't worry. You are, the, you, are, you, are, you are powerful. Fight for your nation. They really, they, really, they really tell the news now. They are tired of it. It was interesting. There was breaking news. But listen. The church is still on ground. Yes. Yeah. There are pastors who are still there. Do you know Jesus is still sending pastors there? Yes. Somebody will wake up in the midnight and Jesus will say, will sleep in the midnight, have a dream and say, go to Ukraine. And people are going there. I see what the interview of one particular preacher, he and his wife, they are in the Ukraine, doing wonders. Some of them are building homes for people whose homes have been bombed. They are there. Old women have... People are rejoicing. So there's revival going on there. There's yeah, revival. Yeah, yeah. In some places, there's revival. Yes. Now, the news will not tell you that. Yeah. Revival going on there. Because he's the prince of peace. He will step into crisis and bring peace. You know, his own peace is another level. He says, I give peace that's, that is beyond understanding. He comes to solve the core, the source of the problem. When Jesus solves you, you see, when Jesus fills you, what you thought was your problem, you'll find out it's more your problem. Yeah. When he finished with Peter, Peter, Peter was looking for fish all day. By the time he gave Peter fish, the Bible said Peter left everything and said, oh, I'm a wicked man, forgive me, I want to follow you. He solved his problem, but he solved it in a deep way. Oh, my goodness. Who is saying thank you, Lord Jesus? I was extremely poor, growing up, very poor. The old home was poor. Some of my siblings were involved in um, fraud. Well, I had so much peace that to wear any of their clothes that was fraudulently got was an impossible thing for me. I couldn't. So I was dressed in rags. But I did not know it's rag because I was really dressed inside. I was wearing bedroom slippers to church. I didn't know it was bedroom slippers. He was so comfortable because he solved my problem from within. Now, that is the peace that men cannot understand. I had more confidence than the person wearing Kenneth Ko. Those were were designers reigning there. Kenneth Ko, Abakombi and Fitch. Those were the things they were wearing then. I had more confidence. More confidence. Why? Because it was inside. I got the original confidence. The original confidence is not external. In the beginning, confidence was not in wool and polyester. He says, is the life not more than food? Is the body not more than raiment? It's the body, not more than rivet. It's the fall that may polyester be the source of confidence. <laughs> and then you need to get a material, you need to get the body of a snake to feel great and say you are wearing leather. <laughs> An animal made you feel great. Dead one for that matter. In the beginning, it was not so. You were naked, not ashamed, covered by glory. Do you like this message? Yes. This is my one. Because anybody's one I use now, I'm not sure a person can get healing from. See, if I lay this on you, don't, don't accept it. I'm not sure there's healing here today. Another day you can collect my handkerchief, not today. Are my friends here? Are you blessed? Oh my goodness. Now I like preaching this thing because this is what he has done for me. 
I'm about this, how we're going to change the world with the truth of the gospel. The nation cannot solve your problem. There's no plan to solve your problem. Like, especially in Nigeria. No plans yet. No plans yet. No plans yet. Yet. There will be, but not yet. Now, if we go, we go back to our scripture, because... Now, go back to our scripture, Luke chapter 10. You have to be very fast with me, please. You have to be very fast. The next verse. Nevertheless, do not rejoice. All right, the next verse. In, this, in that same hour, Jesus rejoiced and said these that we just looked at. The next verse. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows who the Father is except the Father, and who the Father is except the Son, and the one whom the, fa- whom the Son wills to reveal him. So we don't, we don't study him. Like you go to a class. It's not true brain work. It's revelation. It's giving. I said it's giving. It's giving. So, so you might not know many things. You might not have studied many things in school, but some things will be giving you that will change your life. You might not have been privileged to go to the best schools, to go to the greatest schools. Are we together here? Yes. But some things will be given you. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. It's given. Yes, sir. You can be given. Oh, it's given in prayers. Yes. It's given in Bible study. Yes, it's given in devotions in the morning. Listen, listen. You could have spent 10 years, 8 years, university, whatever. But one day, what will change your life? God will give you one dream. Yes. It will give you. It will give you. Listen, by faith we know that this visible world was created by the invisible word of God. By faith we know this world was created by the word of God. We know that the visible was created by the invisible. The word of God is powerful. The Rema word. The one that jumps from God and hits your spirit man. Now, that's true education. That's true education. Are we here, friends? Now, I pray for you that your days will not lack the light of God. Listen, as I'm preaching, I believe and I know that some of you are stepping into definite revelation that will change your generation. Are we here, friends? Now, so it it is revealed... By the son. And it is humility that brings you to revelation. I mean, I've gone to a school of how to be a good husband. A lot of you went to do Bible, business administration, banking and finance. All those things. You notice you see they don't have money. And you cannot manage it. Some of you study psychology, philosophy, and yeah, you don't know how to relate to human beings still today. You are having crisis with everybody. Police arrest you, last man arrest you. You don't know anything. <laughs> when, when Ebola came, they said the whole Nigeria will be destroyed. That Jew said it will not happen. That Jew was correct. When COVID came, they said we would die like chicken. Bill Gates said we would die like chicken. The men of God said we will not. We did not. Yeah. I said you will not die like a chicken. I, I did a service here. I told you how it will end. It ended as I said it. Because I got revelation. I got revelation. COVID was one of our finest years as a ministry. I knew exactly what we were meant to do. One person sent me a text. He said... She's meant to be a, a former mentee. I be this. I don't know. There are strange people around now. She sent me a text. We did a we did a service that was packed. She sent me a text. She said, "I'm highly disappointed in you." Yeah, yeah. I said, "I'm highly disappointed in you." I said, "What should I do to this one?" <laughs> Now, 
Now they are reversing all the laws they have made. They are reversing all the laws. In, in SA, all the people who refused to be vaccinated and, and, and lost their jobs, they have told them to get them back. And they found out there's no need for the vaccination. Yeah, no need for it. Because after you take one vaccine, another one, they say it has more. Now, I'm not against verses. This is not about that. I'm just saying that when the world says something, go and hear from God. That's all I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not against any vaccines. I'm not against those. There's no revelation in not taking it. And those who took it too, they are not, they are not lacking revelation. So that's not my point. My point is just respect God more than you respect men. Because some of you, your sicknesses are going to dry up because God says drink water. A sickness that has full paragraph as the name. God will tell you, God will tell you drink water. Now, if you respect doctors too much, you, 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 you won't drink water. You say it can't work. God will say drink water. I'm just saying, hear God. Now, that's revelation. Somebody was blind. Jesus put sand in the person's eyes. And mix it with spit, sand, mix it. And made, made Amala in the guy's eyes. And they're not even healing instantly. They say, go and, go and wash. I think he wants to use that one to escape. <laughs> and my friends here, yes. friend, friend, don't play with this Jesus Christ. If you play with him, you will struggle in life. Don't play with him. So, humility brings you to revelation. So, I will be correct if I say everybody here is qualified. You don't need any kind of degree. You don't need any kind of family background. You just need to be humble to receive revelation from Jesus Christ. And he turned to his disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes which see the things you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see what you see. And I've not seen it, and to hear what you hear, and I've not heard it. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him. They always look for trouble. <laughs> Praise God. Saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? What is your reading of it? He answered and said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul and with all your strength, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered rightly. Do this and you will live. Praise God. Now we're getting to the message. Certain Samaritan. He says, how do I have eternal life? Jesus Christ said, what does the law say? Because you see, there's not issue that I call it old covenant. It's the word of God. So what does the word of God say? I says, this is what the word of God says. Jesus Christ said, okay, go do the word and what? And leave. Now, the first point I need to say is that we must stop this idea of trying to put eternal life in a bank. Of having eternal life and just storing it somewhere. He says, no, you don't have eternal life. You live eternal life. So eternal life is not what you have and you store in the bank and your life looks useless and worthless. Only you know you have it. You just know that when the trumpet blows, I will shall go. No. You have to live. So don't have life. Live life. So what God is calling us to is to now begin to live and stop bragging that you have. I have life. Live life. So it says, go do this and you will live. But he wanting to justify himself said to Jesus, okay, who is my neighbor? Because he said, let's, let's read again. Let's read again. Yeah. No, go back. Go back to, to eternal life. Go back. Jesus answered and said to him, 
What shall I do to inherit, to inherit eternal life? You get the point again. To just have it. You know, a lot of you just say you have it. I say, wow, I'm born again, I have life. I'm born again, I have life. Ooh, glory. No. Next verse. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and then your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered rightly, do this and you will live. Now, he wanted to justify himself, then ask a question from that verse. I say, who is my neighbor? Next verse. Jesus answered and said, a certain man, a certain man, went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves. Who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now, if he's half dead, it means that there's still life there. Am I correct? Next verse. Now, by chance, who Shabaya? Don't forget, don't forget that the question is how shall I inherit eternal life? Jesus Christ said, let's talk about how shall you live. How shall I have eternal life? He says, okay, let's, let's change it to how shall you live. And let's use the same scripture. And then they zoom the scripture to loving your neighbor. Because if we retain the scripture, if we retain only the first part of the scripture, only God and you know whether you love him or not. And so we cannot judge it. So let's look at the second part, which is linked to the first. Because in another place, they ask him, what's the greatest commandment? He says, he said this thing and said, love, the, love, love, love your neighbor as yourself, which is like unto the first. So, the loving your neighbor as yourself is the fruit or proof that the first one is at work. And then we see this consistent even in the New Testament when John began to teach us about love, where he says that you cannot say you love a God that you cannot see if you don't love a neighbor that you can see. So, we see this testimony in both Old Covenant and New Covenant, meaning it's an accurate testimony. Am I preaching here? So, the point is living, but he now began to talk about a certain man who thieves, you know, were laid on the road, stole from him, left him half dead. Are we here, friends? And by chance. Now, when you read all of these three sets of people who met him, they all met him by chance because true life is not planned for. The manifestation of life is not planned for. It happens in the moment. Now, the challenge with the religious setup is that you plan for when you want to manifest life. And that's why a lot of you wait until you get to church so that there can be a good arrangement for you to now manifest. And then when you get to the normal life, you are shut down, you wait for a religious atmosphere to manifest, not knowing that you are going to have opportunity to live by chance. Every day will come with chances. A lot of us throw away chances. That the person that came to ask you for the road to Shobawale Street might be a chance. Now, you are waiting for the first timer to harass. But somebody mistakenly asks you for the street, you are better grab him. Say, hey. <laughs> chance. Chance. Teacher in that school, one boy keeps coming to you for questions. Every time he comes to you after lecture and comes to your office and you notice the same boy keeps coming, that's a chance. That's a disciple. He didn't come to know mass. He came to meet Jesus. There are going to be chances. We all see these chances every day. 
but we wait for a religious moment. And then we miss these chances. But chance! Take those chances. Take those chances. It won't come organized. It won't come. There will be no announcement. There will be no flyer. No tag. There will be no angel. It won't be the day of glory and the day of power. You won't hear my son today. No, no. It's going to be simple. It's going to be, it's going to be that the conductor gave you and somebody change to go and money to go and, to go and, to go and share. It can be a chance. It could be a help in your house. I thought somebody was standing here. It's all right, I forgot. Chance, friends. Friends, open up your eyes to chances. If we are taking our chances, would have been more than this. More souls would have been in the kingdom. Don't wait. Don't get a dream. Don't get anything spectacular. It's just a chance. Ask yourself, oh, Baradiva Gusha. Ah, you remember the, the woman by the well? It was a chance. Jesus took his chance. He took his chance. It just it was a conversation of water. I want to drink water. And Baba noticed that this is a chance. Because somehow we just say, I need to go through Samaria. Some reason, why I pass here? Why? Why I pass here? Are you with me? Why? Why I pass here? There must be a reason, and just a little conversation. The man got it that whoosha, this is a window. And then we made use of it, friends. A city was invested. This was not the synagogue, this was not preaching time. It was just a man and a girl talking. But it's a chance. Listen, the move of God, the greater things that happen in your life, the greatest relationships will not come with serious announcements. It will come with serious announcements. So it will come with some holy coincidence. And it will be powerful. So you see that our alertness has to be on another level. Praise God. Now by chance, a certain priest came down that road. Sit down, brother. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Praise God. You know why? Because the priest didn't plan for it. He didn't what? He didn't plan for it. Now, you need to be careful. If you are someone that whatever you didn't budget for, you cannot do. Whatever I didn't plan. I didn't plan to see anybody today. Today I just want to go to the office and come back. This, this is things I want to do today. I just come back. I don't want to. I don't. Are you God? You are not God. You are, you are His instrument. He can pass you at any time. After anybody this, what did you budget for? What? What did you? Who are you? I budgeted this for my children. No, me. I budgeted this for my family. I budgeted this. This one, we're going to eat. I'm going to die with it. After the next thing, we're going to die. Don't touch it, 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 of the greatest intercession we've seen in scripture. There was no plan to kill any, any ram that day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Are you together with me? Yes, sir. Abraham just saw three men. Hey. It was later those men turned to God. Hey. And then he took the moment and the chance. And that the Bible says that we entertain strangers unknowingly, we have entertained angels. So angels won't come as angels, they come as strangers. And guess what? You made no budget for any stranger. 
but you must be able to use the budget you made for something else so that a chance can be properly actualized. Chance. Chance. Going to be chances. Some of you are going to marry because of chance. Why is, why is it funny? <laughs> Are you with me? Yes. They're going to meet your spouse by chance. It won't be planned. It won't be, it won't be a marital conference or whatever. It's by chance. Can I say one that you like? You're going to hit some of your biggest financial deals by chance. Life is so cheap, all you need is a chance. It's a chance. Listen, your God is the creator and initiator of chances. You see it as chance and coincidence. It is divinely orchestrated. It comes to the earth, it turns to a chance. And that's why you have nothing to be afraid of. Because your God is... You know, the Bible talks about how the race is not to the swift. On the battle to the strong, but what time? What again? Chance. Chance happens. God will create a holy situation, a holy scenario, a, spirit, a spiritually supervised coincidence. Coincidence guarded by angels. Coincidence guarded by angels. Sometimes an angel has brought that young boy to you. Don't lose the opportunity. Yes, it was an angel that got him to you. In the realms of the spirit, an angel made sure that he came to you. Grab him. Grab him. He's the next general. He's the next apostle. Grab him. Get him, sir. Fill him in the Holy Ghost. Don't joke with chance. Don't joke with chance. Deliver yourself from yourself. Open your eyes to chances. The Lord might be on the move. Some of you are too structured to be used by God. You are too, you are too organized for divine use. You are too rigid. A chance. Chance, chance, chance. How did I get saved? My elder brother just wants to watch Champions League. That's Corey Day. He just wants to watch Champions League. And he went to my current spiritual father's house to be watching ball. That was all he went to do. We were living in block 21. They were living in maybe block 6, very far. But that was the only place he watched ball that nobody insulted him. So we just go to watch ball. And they just picked it. This is a chance. This is a chance. So they make him watch the ball. They make him eat. This is a chance. This is a chance. After the film, what you boy say, just, just follow us. We want to go to church too. And they were kind him small, small. That was the chance. And then um, they are giving him free food too. So he would just go, what boy, eat, go to church. And one day, while Pastor Tunja Dinka was preaching, boom, he got saved. Boom, Zach is saved. Boom, an apostle is saved. Boom, the church is born. Somebody took, took the chance. <laughs> Hallelujah. If we don't take chances, there will be no victory. Our victory is locked in chances. Victory is in chances. Even in a football match, we want our strikers to take the chance. Take the chance. Just hit it. Just hit it. Sometimes it's not a clear chance, but it can be a rebound. Sometimes the striker knows he will score. He will score. He knows it's tough. He knows it won't be a goal. But sometimes you just take the chance. There can be a rebound. The goal, the, the, the keeper can be foolish that moment. Just take the chance. Just take the chance. 
What we have here is chances. Those small children, those boys, they are chances. All the teenagers, God is giving us their chances. If we can get them filled, get them saved, get them changed, it's a chance. What we have here is a chance. This is a chance. We have to make use of these chances. Amen. A chance is a window of opportunity for the manifestation of God's glory on earth that will not always be there. Even our old time on earth is a chance. Why? You will not always be on the earth. It's a chance. You, you, don't de- you don't determine how long you stay here. That's why it's a chance. And you are made to take it. Take the chance. Life is a chance. You ought to take it. Don't waste it. Life is a chance. Don't waste it. Use it. Take it. It's a chance. Don't waste it. To be married is a chance. To have a child is a chance. Don't waste it. And that's why we try to work hard as a church. That's why I take this church seriously. I take this church seriously. If you don't know, now I'm telling you, I take this work seriously. I take this work very seriously. Some, has, some have misinterpreted it to mean other things. Some have said I love ministry. Some have said an ambition. But I understand why they're saying that. They might not understand. They might not know what I know and see what I see. I know that this is a chance. I know the ministry is a chance. And I know that you can determine you can determine the timing for chance. So that's why I'm taking taking the chance. Because if we don't take it, some people would end up in hell. If you don't take the chance, some people will never have a way forward in life. And, and chances open the doors for more chances. If you don't take one chance, another will not come. You are promoted as you take the best of your chances. This church is a chance. It's a chance God has given us. Not everybody, not every young man, young woman has the privilege of a church like this. It's a chance. We have to take it. We, we, we will not flunk it. We'll have to repent of all the chances we have flung. The ones we nearly flung. But this is but a chance. To be here at this time is a chance. How do you take a chance? You take a chance as if there will not be another one. You take a chance as if it's your last chance. That's how you take a chance. It was a chance, but the priest did not know Jesus was recording it. Because I believe that this was not just a story from his brain. I believe that this was a real story that happened. And it was a chance that, could, that was describing eternal life and the priest passed it to go and to go and kill turtle doves 
capacity to go and do what organized people do. Sometimes the greatest revivals will come out of a very unplanned setting. So you take your chances. So one of the lessons we learned today is about the lesson of taking our chances. Situations that don't look like it. Situations that are unplanned. We must be able to release the power and the glory of God. There's a whole lot to unpack. By the grace of God, we'll look at them next week. By the grace of God. And um, before then, I just want you to make the best of what you have heard. When I drop the mark, I encourage you not to clap. Pastor Obi will just come and wrap up the service. God bless you so much. I love you so much.